Good morning, Burrow. That's right. It's mm, 9.09 here on WFSE Fighting Scots Radio, and it's time for the Morning After Sports Show. That's right. I'm your host, Tubby, and we have, well, I guess a lot to get into, and uh, we'll start it off right here local, right here at Edinburgh, as the ladies' basketball team clinches a playoff berth after defeating Cal University right here at Macomb Fieldhouse. The number 15 Edinburgh upsets number 14 California PA 79-66 and clinches a PSAC playoff berth. Edinburgh was in control of this game from the onset as in the first quarter they took a 15-9 point lead. Carried it through, uh, scored 17 in the second Cal had a little bit of a rally, scoring 18 points of their own. In the third, Edinburgh doubled up, went 22 points over the California um, Vulcans, who had only managed to score 11. Um, Cal tried to rally late, scoring 28, but Edinburgh kept pace with 25 for your final score of 79-66. Standouts in this game, Michaela Barnes, 17 points. Uh, made field goals seven, played 40 minutes for a percentage of 53%. Uh, Jonte Walton scored 19 points, had 40 minutes in the game, 12 field goal attempts, six made for a 50% average. Sierra Rostin scored 17 points in this game, uh, four field goals out of 11 attempts, played 23 minutes, for a percentage of 36. Michelle Yawn uh, had 15 points in this game, three field goals made out of 12, played 37 minutes for a percentage of 25%. So the ladies clinched their berth. They look to take on Seton Hill University. That'll be tomorrow at 5.30 tip-off. You can listen to that game right here on 88.9 WFSE fighting scotch radio as gabe will be on the play-by-play bringing you all the action live from seton hill so good luck to the ladies as they continue their march into the postseason as they have punched their ticket on the men's side the men fared very well as as well Uh, trying to bring that score up for you here or real quick sorry i got in a little bit late today uh, the roads out there, if you guys are out driving about today, have some places to go and stuff, take a little extra time and arrive alive, will you? I mean, these roads are slick, um, snow-covered, and with snow supposed to continue throughout the day and getting heavier into tomorrow. So you want to watch out for that one. Edinburgh also, in the, on the men's side, uh, defeats Cal University. To move to 13 and 7 on the year, 10 and 6 in PSAC play. Cal now stands at 9 and 13 overall, 5 and 11 in PSAC play. The men outpaced the California Vulcans by a score of 46 to 27 in the first half and then kept going as Cal tried to rally late, scoring 36 points, but Edinburgh was right there with them, scoring 33 of their own for your final score of 79. To 63. Standouts in this game, excuse me, Keyshawn Liggins, 22 points, eight field goals made out of 23 attempts, 
for a percentage of 34%, played 40 minutes. Anthony Coleman, 15 points, 6 field goals made out of 12 attempts for 26 minutes played for a percentage of 50%. Jamon Mason, 10 points this game, made 3 field goals out of 13 tries for a percentage of 23%, played 37 minutes. And Alex J, 7 points, 3 field goals made out of 4 attempts for a 75% average and played 14 minutes. So the men um, not able yet to punch their ticket into playoff play. Uh, however, they do have that opportunity coming up this Wednesday at Seton Hill. And that will be at 730 or upon completion of the ladies game who plays first. Again, Gabe Hypes will be on the call for that right here on 88.9 WFSC. So you don't miss any of the action. Also, I believe Seton Hill will also be streaming this game. But why listen to them when you can listen to the sultry tones of Gabe Hypes? Um, normally what I do when I listen to these away games, what I'll do is I'll turn on our broadcast and I'll turn on the stream. Sometimes our broadcast is a little bit ahead of what you'll see on the stream. But that's okay. At least you know our guys are going to pronounce our team's names correctly. That's the way I look at it. So congratulations uh, to the men cleaning up at home. And then this weekend, Saturday at home, Edinburgh will host their Make-A-Wish. It'll be Make-A-Wish Day uh, during the basketball game. So you don't want to miss any of that action. That'll be right here at Macomb. I believe they're taking on Mercyhurst, but I will double-check that for you here momentarily. No, I'm sorry. That'll be Gannon. Uh, those games will be at 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock at Macomb Fieldhouse. You don't want to miss any of that action. Both men's and women's basketball teams are doing really well. This is part of the college experience, folks. Get your friends. Get out to Macomb. It's free. F-R-E-E. Free. No cost at any time to students with your student ID. So why not? I mean, what else are you going to do? Sit in your room? Come on now. Take a couple hours out. Come on out and support your student athletes. These guys are among you. They're taking classes with you. You probably know most of them from a class or two. So come on out. Support both the men's and women's team here on <clears throat> Saturday at Macomb Fieldhouse. On Thursdays, the morning after, hopefully we will have a special guest in studio, you are not going to want to miss that with some special insight into um, both basketball teams and their journey thus far as they make the final push. There are only, with the game Wednesday night, six remaining regular season games. And the rest of them are all going to be close, folks. We're looking at Seton Hill, which is probably the furthest distance that we're going to have to travel. That's on Wednesday. Then they take on Gannon on Saturday. Then Wednesday night, they invite Slippery Rock, that school down south, our heated rival. They'll be coming to Macomb Fieldhouse. Then the men and women will go to Clarion on that Saturday. And then Wednesday, they will go to IUP. And then they will finish out 
Saturday, February 24th, against Uptown rival Mercyhurst. So all local action, men's and women's basketball, make sure you come on out and support both teams. All right, we'll flip the script here a little bit and go move on to Edinburgh Wrestling as they traveled over to Lockhaven University. Uh, Lockhaven is uh, probably one of the most heated rivals outside of Ryder in the EWL for Edinburgh. A lot of good competition over there. So the Fighting Scots made it on out and came away with the 22-14 win over Lockhaven. This match started out uh, Sean Russell at 125, the 11th-ranked Sean Russell. Got a major decision over Luke Werner of Lockhaven, 20-8. That put the Edinburgh Fighting Scots in the lead 4-0. Then Corman Myers came out and got a decision over DJ Fellman. No, not a real turn-the-turntables DJ, but his name is DJ, DJ Fellman. Uh, Myers won that one 9-4, putting Edinburgh up 7-0. Then Kyle Shoup of Lockhaven University defeated Nate Hagen in a close. Okay, the score doesn't say that it was close, but I felt this match was a lot closer um, than the score really says. Seven to two. Uh, Edinburgh still leading the team score at this point, seven to three. Then Lockhaven University's 16th-ranked Ronnie Perry, the senior, took on Jensen Larea uh, from Edinburgh, and Ronnie got the major decision by a score of 18 to four. And that brought the score to 7-7 all going into the 157 match. Andrew the Shocker Shamers comes out and defeats Alex Clucker from Lockhaven University. 7-0. 7-0. Shamers absolutely dominated in this match. Um, really just pushed the pace and got Alex Clucker in a lot of um, difficult positions. Uh Andrew Chalmers definitely won the position battle in that one. So that brings the score to Edinburgh, 10-7 now. Then Chance Marchstetler, number four ranked in the nation, Chance Marchstetler. Uh, Chance Marchstetler, if you remember, um, had some troubles. He was the number one ranked recruit at his weight uh, coming out of uh, the York area in Pennsylvania. Um, highly sought after recruit. Went to Oklahoma State, had some issues, came back home. Um, got some help, got back on the right path. Uh, but anyway, he ends up defeating our very own Fritz Hain, 12-4. Um, Fritz, I felt, put up a really good fight. Um, this was a good test for Fritz Hain. Um, granted, Chance did beat him 12-4, but Fritz didn't get teched. Chance, Chance Marsteller is one of these guys, he's either going to tech fall you or he's going to pinfall you. And Fritz stayed right in there. So, if I'm looking ahead to EWLs coming up here March 3rd, if Fritz can just stick with them and get to that uh, championship match and face Ch Chance Mark Stutler again, perhaps in the championship match at 165, I don't know. I mean, if they take the top two, we'll have to see how many slots uh, the EWL gets allotted, uh, gets allotted in this weight class. 
And we'll get into a lot more of that um, here leading up to EWLs. We'll break it down for you and let you know exactly who needs to get what in order to move on to NCWAs in Cleveland this year. Then at 174, Ty Shostel of Edinburgh defeats Jared Segrist, 6'5". Uh, it was really, really close uh, the whole way through. And actually, Ty got, like, the last, secured, like, the last takedown almost as time expires to win this one. Um, it was kind of a matchup of Wills, Ty Shostel, and Jared Seacrest. Um, Russell very similar. They have similar styles. So it was a good match all the way through. Then Corey Hazel of Lockhaven. Uh, defeats Zach the answer and so it's here two nothing uh, this match was extremely close back and forth um, I, I don't really don't think there was a point scored until like the third period um, no I'm sorry it was scored in the second late in the second period uh, Corey Hazel got the takedown um, and Zach Answitz just was unable to come back um, but at this point that would give Lockhaven, the team score lead 14 to 13 until Big Dylan Reynolds came out at 197 to take on Trey Hartstock. And at this point, Trey or Dylan Reynolds uh, defeated Trey with a um, third period takedown uh, and just simply rode him out for the rest of the period uh, to win this one, which gave Edinburgh the lead at 16 14. Then at heavyweight, which, which I said was going to be the match of the night. However, Thomas Haynes was unable to answer the call at heavyweight, so they sent out Derek Dragon, and Billy Miller defeated him by pinning him at the 4-minute 37 mark in the match, and that gave Edinburgh the win by a score of 22-14 to 14 over Lockhaven. Edinburgh, I believe, now moves on this weekend. As they will be traveling out west. They go west, young man. As Friday night, they will be taking on Big Bad Oklahoma State University in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I believe that one will be streamed for live on Flow Wrestling. So you can check out that one. Then they will turn around on Saturday. Still out there in the Midwest. They will take on the University of Oklahoma. At Norman, Oklahoma. And then finally they'll bring it all on back. On the 15th. Which is not a Thursday. I believe they have it wrong here on the website. Oh. Maybe I am right. Alright. So. February 15th. They will be uh, taking on West Virginia University. Right here at Macomb Fieldhouse. That is a Thursday night match. So there you have it. Good luck to the wrestlers this year. We're going to go ahead and take a break right here on the morning after. I'm your host, Tubby, and this is 88.9 WFSE Fighting Scots Radio. All righty, and we're back right here on 88.9 WFSE Fighting Scots Radio. song ended a little bit abruptly. I didn't know it was going to happen that way. Anyway, I'm your host, Tubby, right here on the morning after sports show. And I don't know how many of you guys actually watched, tuned in, cared. Um, but a little game called the Super Bowl happened on Sunday. 
I, for one, um, I did not technically have a dog in this fight. Har, 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 since I am a Cleveland Browns fan. Um, but what I had wished for kind of actually happened. I mean, it was an excellent game. Um, for the most part, it was penalty-free. The refs let them play. Um, there are a couple question marks as far as was it a catch? Wasn't a catch? Yes, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, I understand your frustration that if those eagle catches were catches, why wasn't your boys as a catch? I I know. Look, I'm not wearing the stripes. I'm not qualified to make that judgment. But I can see where it is a catch, where the Eagles catch that I watched it live, um, where those are catches. Um, where your guys kind of got robbed. I don't know. I didn't see it. I didn't watch it. I didn't care. Um, but what an interesting position now with the Philadelphia Eagles winning the Super Bowl. You now have, okay, get this. You now have a Super Bowl MVP quarterback as your backup. That's your number two guy. It's not your franchise guy. Your number two guy. Your guy carrying the clipboard is an MVP. Super Bowl MVP. Wow. Just unbelievable. So Wentz is scheduled to come back. Granted, ACL, it's not quite the easiest thing to come back from. Uh, I mean, unless your name's Adrian Peterson and, and you found the Holy Grail Cup or something and you're instantly healed. But a lot of guys struggled. I think of uh, RG3, right? Promising career, tore his ACL, rushed it back, and kind of went poo-poo all over the place. You know, I don't even think he's playing anywhere right now. And the last place he played that absolutely ruined him was Cleveland. So I don't, mm, yeah, yikes. Uh, so it's a scary thing. Like, what do you do if you're Philadelphia? Um... If I were them, if I's be they, what I'd be doing is locking down Nick Foles. Absolutely lock him down, keep him in, right? Because then that'll allow Wentz to recover at his own pace. Wentz is still your guy. Don't get me wrong, Philadelphia. Wentz is your future. But Foles, for whatever magic is left in that helmet, Kind of like Frosty the Snowman. You got to kind of ride him till he bucks you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to ride that on out until there is nothing left. Squeeze every drop you can out of Nick Foles. And then you let him go. When Wentz is completely healed, fully back. I mean, it's simply a non-rush. You know what I mean? Like, Wentz can absolutely take his time now. The pressure is off. The curse is over. Philadelphia now has a ring. Right? There used to be that old joke, always date, uh, if you're a guy, always date uh, Eagles, uh, women who are Eagles fans, because they never expect a ring. You know what I'm saying? So, but that joke's over now. They got a ring now. Now they're going to expect it. Uh, and, you know, and they're also getting back uh, their left tackle. They're all pro left tackle is coming back. Off of injury. So if you're, you know, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you are Richie Rich. 
Please try to retain this team as much as possible. Cut loose what you got to cut loose. Understand, that's why it's so hard for teams to repeat, to come back. And that's why I give, as much as it pains me, I give the Patriots all the credit in the world. Because they're constantly there. They're constantly in the Super Bowl. Granted, they only won five, but they've been there nine stinking times with Brady Bilicek. Nine times. Sheesh. So, I mean, once you win the Super Bowl, then, like, the other 31 teams come swooping in on you and start picking you apart like vultures. They're like, oh, this guy's really good. He'll fit in here. Or I'll take this guy. I'll take that guy. You got to try to sure up all of your guys in contracts. Try to make sure you keep this team together because they're solid. I mean, that defense is going to win them a lot more games. And their offense ain't too stinking bad neither. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see what happens. But after that, you know what it means. I mean, immediately after after the Super Bowl, as soon as the confetti had flown, as soon as uh, Kevin Hart tried to get his uh, little adolescent butt up on the stage with the Philadelphia Eagles. Did you see that, by the way? Boy, Hart was lit. I mean, he had... I want to say a gallon worth of liquid courage. <laughs> yeah, I was bearing no pain at the end of that Super Bowl. But anyhow, I digress. But now that the confetti has been popped, all the champagne consumed, all the Bud Light has dilly-dillied into the evening, Cleveland Browns, you are on the clock. And there's a lot of things going around right now. I see... Uh, Mel Kuyper has uh, them taking Josh Allen. McShay has them taking um, the other kid. Uh, I just had his name. It was right on the tip of my tongue, and I lost it. Darnold. That's it. Sam Darnold over Josh Allen. And yet somebody else was saying, maybe it'll take Saquon Barkley, which I wouldn't mind. Uh, I guess the Browns are actively trying to pursue Kirk Cousins in free agency as a stopgap. Which means they can take their time in picking a quarterback. I know one quarterback who's looking to be selected in the draft. Personally know him. have met him. Talked to him several times. That would be our very own Jake Sisson to bring it right on back to Edinburgh. As he looks to try to pursue his uh, football career in the NFL. Look, I, as a Browns fan, I don't care either way. And the Browns have done a lot. They brought in uh, Dorsey as the new uh, GM there. They brought in uh, Haley from Pittsburgh to be the new OC. Um, they brought in a former GM to be a special draft consultant. So they're doing all these things to try to get better. Lord knows they need to. One in 31 in two years? Whew. No wonder my son Pudge is a Steelers fan. I mean, think about it. He's 13 years old. I think in his 13 years, the Browns have maybe won six games. Six. And he's probably attended five of them. 
I mean, just horrible. How horrible this franchise that I love, that has my heart, that I bleed for, has been. No wonder we can't get younger fans involved in a fan base. No wonder standing around the tailgate looking at brats and hot dogs and hamburgers, it's a bunch of old farts like me going, boy, do you remember back in the day when Bernie did this? That's what it is now. You know, and most of the guys that come, the younger people that come in, and they go over the Muni lot and they do their thing. I mean, it's it's more about a party for them. It's a reason to get drunk in a parking lot on a Sunday than it is going to watch the abomination that they call a football team on the field. I mean, the product stinks. It stinks. It stinks out loud. So they better do something. And I don't care who they hire. I don't even care who they draft. I really don't. Just do something. Come September, right? Right around September 10th, September 11th, that's when the season gets started, for real. I want to see wins on the field. Show me wins on the field. Start winning right away. Everybody else can, I mean, look, it's football, right? It's not rocket science. It's not brain surgery. Teams are able to turn it around. I mean, look right here at Edinburgh. We were able to turn it around. Went from a 0 and for everything season to a 9 and 2 season. Right? And then we continued the winning transition on, you know, as coach took over. Right? Not a big deal. It can be done. So I don't see why. It takes Cleveland so stinking long to figure things out. It's just crazy. Unforgivable. So hopefully they get it around. They'll get it done. Granted, my sons and I will still be there opening day because, well, at this point, it's a matter of family tradition. So we go for the abuse every year. Um, hopefully... At some point, before I leave this earth, I will know what it's like to be a fan of a winning franchise. That's my hope. 939 right here on 88.9 WFSC Fighting Scots Radio. You're listening to The Morning After Sports Show, and I am a tubby. Uh, we'll go ahead and take a break, and then we'll give you something to look forward to coming up right on the backside of this because there's a lot of good stuff coming on the sports front. Welcome back to the Morning After Sports Show right here on 88.9 WFSC Fighting Scots Radio. I am your host, Tubby. 9.43. So if you got a 10 a.m. class, whoo, you better have your big people pants on and a running. Also bundle up. It's only going to get to a high of 21 today here local. Also, the snow is blowing. The roads are slushy. So take your time and arrive alive. All righty. So now that this is the last segment of the show, we're getting ready to roll on up out of hill. I'll give you some parting shots and some stuff to look forward to. Thursday, the Olympics begin with figure skating. Then the opening ceremonies and all the cool stuff uh, will be flooding on in directly after that. Uh, I personally, I'm looking forward to, I love um, the bobsled events. I love the luge. I think that's awesome. Um, also, I'm a big fan of curling. 
which is basically shuffleboard on ice. I am a big fan of any sport, especially Olympic sport, that can be done while enjoying a cold, frosty beer. Not saying that I'm endorsing drinking here, folks. I'm just saying that that's like a skill that I think like I could compete in. Like I could get like me and like maybe three other dudes or three other people for that matter. They don't have to necessarily be dudes. But I could get like three other people from Campus Media, go up to Erie Insurance Arena, practice on the ice for a while, and I think we could be kind of good at it. I'm just saying. So I'm looking forward to curling. Um, my mom really enjoys the ice skating, the, the, the figure skating. Um, I like some of the speed skating events too, uh, especially the short track um, rounds when they do it like inside the hockey arena. Um, I also like Olympic hockey. I, I, I like the Winter Olympics. I'm a big fan. I love the, snow, the snowboarding and the half-pipe event, the big air event. Um, I know the Olympics are on, and my wife isn't yelling at me to change the channel. I'm watching the Olympics. I'm just saying. But, yeah, my wife runs the roost, so I have to ask her permission. And I'm not afraid to admit that, folks. Ne men, don't be afraid to admit it when... Your chosen partner runs the relationship. Sometimes it's for the better. Sometimes it's just how it works. Because I know, like, without her, I wouldn't have a thing like, you know, my car's paid off. I wouldn't have a house. Because I'd be out there spending it on dumb stuff like, I don't know, the latest, like, Xbox whatever. And whatever $90 game that they're going to make me purchase. Plus all the in-game purchases to make it competitive so I can try to keep up. With all the other 18-year-olds that have a mommy and daddy wish list to buy them everything. No, I'm not bitter. Um, but I'm just saying. So, sometimes it's responsible, you know, to, to give up control. It's not such a bad thing. But, I mean, at least I get consulted and I, I feel like I have a little bit of power in my own home. So, that's a little bit of insight into Tubby's world right here on The Morning After. So, we're going to go ahead and leave, get on up out of here. We'll be back Thursday. So we'll have an in-depth recap of the men's and women's basketball game at Seton Hill. Hopefully we'll have a special guest on. He will have some uh, first-hand knowledge, some deep insight into those two games. So you don't want to miss any of that coming up on the morning after on Thursday. So until then, Burrow, have yourselves a great day. <laughs>